the Black and Raw podcast. I'm your host, Tino Kuda Tondarai Gonzalbaya. No, I'm not going to repeat that. Here is a podcast that is creating the dialogue and the space for black men to be their most authentic selves. Now, this week, um, we are starting um, our Movember campaign. And so all our conversations, all our content um, is going to be centered around mental health. Um, and so my first guest is Triple O. Um, Triple O is a mobile award-winning artist um, who recently released an EP, uh, which is called Cry Like a Man. And so this is sort of the basis for our conversation. Um, and we talk about a lot of good things in this. Um, we talk about sort of his mental health journey, um, talks about his faith and how that helps him with his mental health. We talk about balancing lots of different things going on in your life and how you can build positive mental health. Um, and we also touch on some of the songs um, in his EP. So one of them is called Black Superman, which I absolutely loved. Um, for a reason you'll understand when you listen to the episode. Um, and so Triple O brings a vulnerability to this episode, which I really thank him for being open and honest with me and just talking about his journey. So thank you for coming on and being the first guest in our Movember campaign. So um, before we get started, if you just take a pause, breathe, and just ask yourself, how you doing? How are things going in your life right now? Um, I'll leave you with that with just a second. things are going well for you um if they're not sending you some positive vibrations through the microphone um i'm gonna let you guys uh listen to this conversation now um because i don't want to keep it here for too long right come on <laughs> right so here is my conversation with triple o Hi, Triple O. Welcome to the Black and Roll podcast. It's good to have you, man. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's an honor to be here. Um, and I'm looking forward to this conversation. It should be it should be a good look. Ah, thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for coming on and for um and for joining uh the Movember sort of uh, the Movember campaign that we're doing at Black and Roll. Um so all our obviously all our conversations are sort of focused around mental health for this month. Um so thank you for yeah for coming on and I'm looking forward to this conversation that we've got going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one, and it's a necessary one. Um, it's a conversation that we need to have. It's a conversation that um is very relevant in the times that we're in. So I'm I'm looking forward to it for sure. Bless, bless. So, um, so for people that don't know you, um, I've, I would have. Uh, I would have already introduced you in when people are listening to the uh, to the intro, but uh, you recently released an album, um, which I sort of really wanted to sort of unpack and sort of get into the like the nitty gritties of it. Um, so the album is called uh, "Cry Like a Man." So I guess we can kind of start with how did that sort of inspiration come? 
Yeah, um, Cry Like a Man. So the EP Cry Like a Man, it, it was birthed from personal experience, first and foremost. Um, the music that I make is always coming from a space of what have I been through? What am I going through um, my life? And then what does that look like within the context of my faith um, as, 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 as someone who is um, a Christian? Uh, first and foremost but um yeah just just in 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 essence really just like unpacking what you know manhood looks like um my experiences as a man um my experiences um through life up until that point and and really just being honest about like where I'm what I was going through at the time and 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 how I dealt with that mm. Would you would you be able to sort of touch on sort of where what you were going through and yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, things yeah. you talk so, about? Um, in, in some of the things that we talk, so we're we're talking about depression. Um, we're talking about you know be, being emotionally stable. Um, at the time, I had um God has God has blessed me with a beautiful baby girl. Um, mm. but, you know, outside the context of not being with the, with the person that you're having a child with, it can be very, very challenging. So it was that navigating through that. What does that look like? What does what does that, what does it mean now that I'm a father? What does it mean within the context of my my this my day to day living? How does that work? Um, and then at the same time, being unemployed and say, okay, cool, like ugh, this music thing is cool, but like I'm struggling financially, and you know, how does that reflect on my manhood and um, my faith and and you know wrestling with thoughts of okay cool do I want to do this faith anymore is it just a faith is this Christian thing just just convenience all of these thoughts all of these realities just colliding into one space um and and unpacking all of that and navigating through it all at the same time mm, yeah there's there's something that you also sort of touched on when you were talking about your baby and um sort of being a father, um, but you're not in a relationship with the woman. I feel like that's something, especially, I mean, especially for like us Zimbabweans or Africans, like it's always sort of like a view that you're going to be, whoever you end up with, you're going to have your baby with, you know what I mean? It's sort of like, you need, like that needs to happen. And I know that can sometimes be sort of like a, a source of maybe, I don't know, like conflict. Like how how was what was the sort of things that were going on for your mind? It was challenging because um I was scared. I I would because I'm thinking, okay, cool, I'm I'm having a child with someone who I'm not gonna be with. And in the context of of what that looks like, uh, with regards to um being having this big platform and I and I realized how at the time just how selfish I was because I was so concerned with the image and the appearance of 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 being this this artist and 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 focusing on that aspect of my life and not coming to terms with the responsibilities that were before me at the same time like you said within African culture um you know there's African culture is being based and focused and centered around family um and having that stable home and having that two-parent household and and now the dynamics of this situation not being the case what was that going to be like to navigate through and, and how were family going to respond to that? And all of these questions were indeed these things were kind of going through my mind and, and we were kind of going back and forth with at the time. And it was very, very challenging, um, very challenging. But I learned a lot about myself in that period. I learned mm. a lot about myself in, in during that period of time. What did you, like, what did you learn? Like, what would you say is maybe yeah, something that sticks out to you? The, and I, one of the biggest things I learned, and I, and I summarize it like this. I remember at the time I, I well, post that period I remember saying this quite a bit and this is the this is this is the um 
the biggest kind of idea that I learned from that period of time. When you squeeze an orange juice, so when you squeeze an orange, out comes orange mm. juice. So in the sense of it was when I was under serious pressure and my back was against the wall and my character was really being squeezed, what was coming out was what was really inside. And I was like, oh, snap. I thought I was an honest person, but maybe I wasn't as honest as I thought I was because I'm not doing things in the right way. Or I thought I was an integral person, but right now my back is against the wall and I'm not as inte- I'm not behaving in, a, in, a, in an integral way. Yeah. All of these things. And I'm like, the pressure at that season really showed what my character was like. And I was like, yo, this is, yeah, you need to sit down. You need to sit down. You need to kind of reevaluate yourself. You need to kind of have honest conversations with yourself have honest conversations with the people around you, the men around you, your accountability, people that you have relationship with and really just say, okay, cool. Put the facade down. Yeah. The, 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 the uh, sense of, I need to kind of uphold a particular image or whatever, put that all down. And now let's kind of go back to basics and really reevaluate yourself as a man, reevaluate yourself as, as, as a Christian, go reevaluate yourself as someone who, who just needs to understand himself again. Now that mm. situation is really kind of like breaking apart these these kind of um the, the, yeah this the sense of oh who you thought you were and now showing who you really are. Mm. And yeah, and that can be quite a vulnerable place to be at, like when your back's against the wall and sort of like so people say when your back's against the wall, like it sh- it reveals your true character as well. Oh like, yeah, yeah, facts, facts, facts. Which is, yeah, which I just think is something um, I think then once that's happened to you Then you can only Necessarily you can only go up to a certain extent Like you now have You're now in a place where you have to move forward Or else it's just going to end up swallowing you, you know Yeah, yeah Um, But like, so So I guess after After that sort of experience that um you had Um when you were feeling vulnerable and when that was happening to you, um, I guess, how was that sort of feeling and how did you sort of overcome that and stop rebuilding? Well, I think the first thing I had to do was not make it, stop making it about me because mm. now there is, there is, there, there were the responsibility of life is now upon me. And I really had to change my focus because my, my worldview at the time was very, very selfish. So if I kept on saying, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? No, there are other people in play. There are other things that need to be focused on. It, the moment I shifted my focus and my attention off of purely how, like not saying I disregarded how I felt, but it was like prioritizing certain things over my fear or my being uncomfortable to, to you know, be in control reprioritizing things differently that was those were the steps that those are the necessary steps that were needed to be taken to actually move me in a direction forward um in terms of handling situations better and dealing with what was upon me and then and um being in a in, in a better space given the context of everything that was happening at the time yeah um there was a little part of it which sort of paused, but I don't can't remember and remember where it was, but I don't know where it sort of stopped. But um, 
so when you uh, so would you be able to just repeat repeat just kind of what you said again for me? Yeah, no, no. I'm saying that like I had to shift the focus off of me and not make it a thing of oh, purely how do I feel and and what am I going through and because there were other things that needed to be considered. There was a greater responsibility upon my shoulders that I now needed to take care of. And if I kept on thinking about me, 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 myself, and I, that very selfish, myopic worldview was was really more of a hindrance than anything. I don't know. And once I got out of that space and started realizing, mm. actually, do you know what? There are other things that play now. There are other people that you need to be prioritizing. Not saying I'm disregarding how I'm feeling. It just means yeah. I'm, I'm prioritizing things a little bit differently. It helps me. To, it helped me at the time to 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 better manage the situation that was before me. Yeah, and I'm guessing some of those responsibilities that you sort of touching on was um, was your daughter. Yeah. Um, and so, how is it? How was it being a father? Like being a new father was that sort of like it's challenging and it still is because I'm I'm not gonna pretend things are smooth and things are easy and I'm still learning. Um and and everybody's story is different, everybody's journey is different. Um but I say that it, everything will work out in the end. And I and I and I stand saying that not in a very kind of like airy fairy kind of way, but because mm. I just have to have that mindset to kind of get me through. The, the complexities of the situation at hand um, and be very mindful about what is said and where what is said and how things are handled in that sense. Um, but it's a beautiful journey and mm. there are no mistakes. There's, there's only um, purpose and things happening for a reason and then, and then just readjusting to, to life. Because as 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 human beings, we're always evolving. We're always, you know, adjusting. Yeah. Being like we're just something happens, something happens. We just have to get on with it, kind of thing. Um, and that's that's all facets of life, all facets of life. And that's one thing I definitely had to had to kind of just be grateful for that mm. constant sense of change and and circumstances. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. Um, I think that's that's what sort of. I think amazing about humans to a certain extent that like when adversity comes or when things happen that you sort of have to evolve and you sort of have to change or else you get left behind but then you are then a different person after all of that um which is just amazing you know and that yeah um and so I think one thing which I really sort of uh loved i guess i'll talk one of the songs which was on the album uh was a uh, tear every tear uh, tear apart every tear um which which is the first one which is the first one of the album and you have lots of sort of themes that were going on what well, i can i ask why was that the first one you chose that was there a reason why um, because so tear apart every tear um i wanted to, that song to be like a uh you know when you do your dissertation you've got like yeah. Don't I remember my dissertation? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> I, it was a it was, it was a long time for us both. Um, but yeah, when you when you're doing your dissertation, you've got the abstract, you've got the, this 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 um, section of the project which gives you an overview of um, what you're about to get into, um, and sometimes you might put your findings. You might you know you just you just kind of lay out the dis dissertation before you get into it. So I wanted to do that with Terrible Every Tear. I wanted to say, okay, cool. 
this is what this project is about. These are the things that we're going to touch on. This is the direction it's going to go in. I'm going to give you little snippets right now at the beginning. I'm going to say a few things and you're going to like, yeah. what, what, I'm like, don't worry. We're going to get into it properly. Or I don't know. I don't know if you um, realize or clock the way that a lot of YouTube videos are being edited these days. What they'll do in the first 20 seconds, they'll put snippets of the video in the intro. Yeah. Like, oh gosh, this looks interesting. And then you have to watch the rest of the videos to find the context of those snippets. Yeah. So that's exactly what Terrified Retail was. Uh, yeah, and I was about to say, yeah, it's, it's such a good sort of, I guess, tactical, good sort of like way of hooking you in. Um, and even, and even when I was, even when I was listening to it, I was like, my brain was like, there's like so many different themes going on in this song, mm. but which I understand that, yeah, they sort of get touched on afterwards. Um, so what were you, so how, so I guess. Because some of the themes that were going on in the song, uh, themes, themes I sort of picked up were like themes of overcoming, like themes of faith and mental health and like being a new father. Um, how did how did you like, I guess, how did those themes sort of play in your life? Like how did, how did your faith and sort of your mental health play in your life? Sorry. So, yeah, so my faith and my mental health, how did that contribute to, to the journey and, and me? So I think... For me, um, one of the things that really um, discourages me sometimes is how, especially within the context of Christianity and the faith, how mental health isn't really um, fully understood or dealt with or tackled or um, managed well. Um, so a lot of times, especially when you come from an African background, that then compounds that miseducation of a very delicate issue. So... For me, I was like, all right, cool. You can have mental health issues, but you can still be in the faith. You know, being in the faith, being a Christian doesn't negate your mental well-being or it doesn't um, say that you will never have those kind of battles and, and journeys and, and things of that nature. So for me, I was like, all right, cool. I want to um, highlight the importance of my faith but then be honest with my mental and emotional struggles and see how the how they don't necessarily conflict one another, but how, you know, I, I find assurance and hope in the faith that I have. But then at the same time, I'm like, yo, I can, yeah, let's go get therapy. Let's, let's practice on practical well, well-being tips and tricks and techniques to manage your, your mental well-being and, and allow the two to kind of almost go hand in hand and mm. coincide with the, with one another in a way where there isn't a, a, a conflict in um, train of thought or dichotomy in, in the way that things are in the way that things are looked at. So um, yeah, I think I think that then over just over time, uh, it just overflowed into the music, um, and allowed me to to really touch on things um, in 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 that song particularly, um, in a way where. It just made sense for the for the situation I was in. Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. That's a, and I think one thing which like the relationship sort of like faith has with mental health. Like I guess it something that it used to, which maybe still carried on, was like when people would have maybe schizophrenia or something, or would have an illness, it'd be like, oh, that's came from the devil, or like it was yeah. misunderstood. Yeah. It was misunderstood about what it, what it actually was, and obviously, hopefully, people still don't think like that now, but. 
you know, like things. Surprised? You'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, I guess, and things linger on, don't they? Like some people still feel some people still feel like that way, and they don't sort of have an understanding of it. Mm-hmm, exactly. And yeah, which I guess it just I guess then that just leads to I guess some people just feeling sort of isolated out of it, isn't it? Exactly that. That and, we, and that's something we definitely need to get past. Definitely mm. get past. Yeah, no, so true, so true. Um, and so I guess, I, yeah. So I guess how that sort of, um, how that sort of plays together and sort of the themes of mental health, the themes of faith, um, and everything, sort of like the amalgamation of it all. Um, you were mentioning about sort of um tips and tricks that you would that would sort of help your mental health like what have you sort of learned son of throughout your journey so far that's kind of helped so i'm i'm mental health first aid trained um both for the youth and adults i went on those courses and and i learned a lot there um and i've learned there there are certain things you need to do like physically that will help your mental well-being um so that might be exercising, that might be taking walks, that might be drinking water, that might be changing diet. These things will definitely affect you positively. Um, looking after your physical well-being affects your mental well-being. Having honest conversations, golf therapy, um, being willing to unpack certain things and have dialogue about how you're feeling, um, calling family and friends, um, and just kind of just, just just having interactions and relationships with them. Again, these things have very, very positive impacts on your mental well-being. Um, and then the faith aspect of things, um, in terms of for me anyway, um, prayer um, and finding encouragement from, from you know, getting into the Bible and, and finding some stuff in there that really helps me on a day-to-day basis. So I think there's different facets of um, things that you can do to make sure that your mental well-being is in the is in 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 best, it's in a good space. It's in a good yeah. Space. And and those those are some of the tips and the tricks that I kind of have to use for myself before I then as well kind of encourage others to do the same thing where they can. Where they can, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, and I think I think one important thing that you said there is sort of like good mental health, um, because I guess the way to look at it is that some days you'll have bad days, some days you'll have good days. That's, that's um, that is like it's it's like a journey. So like. What would you sort of say that like positive mental health looks like for you? Um, oh, that's a very difficult question. So with positive <laughs> mental health, I would say um, that looks like being able to be honest and open with your feelings and your emotions. That's number one. Yeah. How are you feeling? How are you? How what, what are you thinking? If you can honestly unpack that, maybe not articulately. In, a, in an article sense, but just in a very honest and real sense and yeah. you know, being emotionally intelligent to a degree where even if you're having a bad day you can acknowledge that you're having a bad day yeah that, i think those are the first steps to quote-unquote positive mental well-being how uh, oh i was just gonna say how do people sort of start being honest with themselves and being open with themselves like saying how you're feeling as you're feeling it yeah just unapologetically saying if you're having a crap day and you're having a crap day, if you're feeling 
low, you're feeling low. You just have to be very unapologetic with your honesty and with what you are feeling and how you were feeling what you were feeling. Yeah. That, that's where you start. That's where yeah. you start. Yeah, definitely. Um, and like, even if you just, like, even if you don't necessarily want to say that loud, just write in your phone, you know, we always have our yeah, phones yeah, on this. Yeah. Like, like this, I've, there's so many ways that you do, even vo- voice note yourself, you know what I mean? If you're feeling, if you don't feel like typing, just just put it in a voice note and save it in your notes, you know? Exactly. So, um, so what else would you say is sort of like, would you say it's like positive mental health? Like how else would people start to sort of unpack that? Off the back of that, then it's like um, having a sense of um, having, having days where your, your mind is, is is a lot less volatile in, in um, it's, it's thinking and it's behavior in the sense of your, your moods being up and down. Mm. I think there's a little bit more stability in, in, in the way that your moods are, in the way that you think, and and your your rationale and your ability to unpack things is, is a lot more steady. Um, there's less. You, it's it's a, your 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 behavior is a little less erratic, if it's fair for me to say that. Maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's just there's just a sense of stability in in the way that things are done. Um, and I don't want anyone to listen to this and feel, oh my gosh, I'm not at that place, and they start beating themselves up. Um, and also as well, stability is going to look different to different people. Yeah, true. So it, it, it's like what what is stable for you in terms of the way you do things. Yeah, and yeah, I guess you got to um, people got to explore that for themselves, don't they? Yeah, you um, definitely do. You definitely. Do. Yeah, because what? Yeah, one one person's stability, you may look at it and be like, that doesn't even look stable. But <laughs> if it's able to there keep that is. person stable, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's important because at the end of the day, that person looking at you not being stable, it, it, it doesn't affect them, does it? Like at, at the end of the day, exactly. which is yeah. So and yeah, which is, I think it's one of them ones which you sort of also have to try not to worry about maybe what other people are thinking too. Like, I think in terms of when you were saying that, like, if you are having a bad day and you just want to voice that, like if you're worried that maybe people are thinking that you're having a bad day or that like, oh, you can't say what you're feeling. Like you should never feel that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah. And which sort of talking about feelings and people seeming impenetrable. Um, there was going back to one of the songs, which you, which is on the album, uh, black Superman. Which you know, once I saw the title, I I didn't even need to listen to the song because it even in just that sentence it has everything you need to understand it, um, and there's a little part part at the end as well which referenced the Man of Steel soundtrack, the Man of Steel film. Which I mean, it's not it's not a film review show. You and I love films. Man of Steel, yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah. I, love, I, love, I, love, I love a good film. Don't get me started on films. <laughs> Maybe we'll be here for a while to be, if you start talking about films. But um, yeah, so like, what was sort of your what was sort of your inspiration or sort of your thinkings when you were thinking yeah, around? So with so um, Black Superman is part is. Uh, part of it is 
two sides of a coin. It's first on one side of the coin, with the second side being the color hope on the on the project. So those two just both so perfectly hand in hand. But focusing on Black Superman, Black Superman is um this thing within um especially within our, our culture as as black men, we have this this kind of idea of I need to be Superman, I need to be strong, I need to be you know, I, I can't show any weakness. I can't be vulnerable. I can't. And it's in doing that and having that mindset, we end up putting ourselves, we end up being our own kryptonite. So mm. We end up kind of like being our own worst enemy because we're not allowing ourselves to deal with our emotions in a way which are healthy. And we, we're not honest with what we're feeling as we're going through what we're going through, whatever that may be. And for me, in that song that was that was I'm I'm just unpacking the you know the very major things that are happening in my life at that time and getting rid of the facade of I'm trying to be um this big strong quote unquote impenetrable man and I'm just being vulnerable with my situation at hand and it's in that vulnerability that I find myself being strong. So mm. In essence, that was that was what I wanted to unpack in that in that in that song, and then um, realize that actually, you know, I feel even in in the midst of all of that, I feel very hopeless. And then I and then I remember, you know, oh yeah, Black Superman, Superman, cool. And I remember that scene in the film, which was so incredible. Yeah. Birth, the second song where she where he was like, "Was well, this is not an S? This is a symbol for hope." And I was like, that's amazing. That's cool because like I'm I I feel hopeless in my vulnerability. But you know what? Where there is life, there is hope. Um, yeah. and then that kind of goes forward into the next song. So that that's in essence what this what Black Superman came where Black Superman came from and, and the context of that and things were kind of unpacking that particular song. Yeah. I, yeah, I love I love that sort of uh where there is like there's hope. Um because sometimes, yes, as you were saying, sometimes you can feel hopeless. Um, yeah, you do, you do. And you need you need that sort of something to sort of pull you to pull you through. Um, and then, yeah, the next song touches on sort of hope. Um, yeah. What does what did hope sort of look like in your life? Like what so, what were you looking yeah. towards? So it was so even when so it's funny because again with that song you listen to it and it's like a nice the color hope it's a nice vibey kind of song. And the first song I'm talking about battling with suicide. And you're like, hold on a second. But when you listen, you're like, oh snap, this is what he's talking about. Because yeah. that is what I would, that's what I was how I was feeling. But again, I had to hold on to that that sense of where there is life, there is hope. And I'm still alive. So I can't, I really just have to continue having hope. And where did that hope come from? It came from um God first, my faith, number one. Mm. Number two, my daughter. Number three, just the people around me and the conversations I was having. And again, shifting the focus of myself and just looking outwardly instead of looking inwardly. Um, and then all these things compounding to kind of slowly pick me up where yeah. I felt heavy, low, down, weary, tired, stressed, strained, or broken. Yeah. <clears throat> Um. Yeah. No. That's. <laughs> I don't really have much words to add on to that one. To be honest yeah, with you. Yeah. <laughs> um. But 
I but I also wanted to sort of uh, maybe ask you and unpack like how does mm-hmm. how does vulnerability sort of equal strength? Like because when people see vulnerability, it doesn't look strong, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. and it doesn't feel strong. Like when you feel vulnerable, <laughs> it definitely doesn't feel strong. Like I know there's times that I've sort of felt vulnerable and exposed. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is wah, you know. <laughs> Not speaking words, but yeah. The, the best way I can explain it, I heard this example very recently. I thought this is fantastic. If you have a plumbing issue in your house, you have a broken toilet or sink or something. Yeah. There is there's something that's broken in your house. There's bro something that's broken inside. Now your house is your is your private space. It's your very very private space. But you are not a plumber, so you can't fix it. Mm. So you have to be vulnerable enough to, number one, acknowledge the problem. Number two, ask for help. So you go to the Yellow Pages or, or Google or whatever. <laughs> yellow Pages. That's a throwback. You have to be vulnerable enough to go into Google and say, okay, where can I find a plumber? Then you have to be vulnerable enough to let a stranger, a complete stranger into your house and start fixing the problem. If you don't acknowledge that it's broken, if you don't ask for help, and if you don't take the steps to being, um, to, to, to fixing the issue, then you're just going to sit there thinking, oh, I'm strong because I'm not letting anybody know what I'm going through. Bam. Yeah. Your bathroom is flooding. You're full. So vulnerability is about being strong enough to acknowledge that you need help, being strong enough to take the steps to getting help, um, and then allowing that process to unpack itself. It may not necessarily mean going getting therapy or whatever, but it just means allowing there to be the process of healing. And it takes real strength to be that vulnerable um, and take those steps. So for me, that's what strength in vulnerability looks like. If if I was to unpack it in a very practical and tangible sense. Yeah, that's a that's a good sort of. Just even such even such a good visual way to sort of look at it, like yeah. because yeah, if you've got a if you've got a leak in your bathroom, if you've got a leak in your house, it's only going to get worse, isn't it? And then there's going to be a point where you can't where you can't avoid it. Where the it's, longer you leave it, the mm. more water flood damage you're you're allowing to happen. So it's better to deal with it as soon as possible. Rather than waiting till your whole bathroom's flooded, because then when you, you might fix the leak, but you've now got water problems, water going into the electricity. So now you've got another problem which you need to deal with because you didn't deal with the first problem in the first place when you had the opportunity to deal with that problem. Yeah, yeah, I love how practical it is. I love how because yeah, because yeah, once once you've got that problem, then you've got another problem, and then right. Right. you've only got then more. You've got a longer way to go into your better or into your house is fixed, you know, and it's going to cost a lot more. It'll cost you a lot more, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, which is so true. Where did you hear that from? Where, did, where was that? I was watching an interview um, a couple of weeks ago um, on YouTube and I just heard someone just give that example. But then as I started to think about it, it started to add to different, you know, facets of it and it was just, you know, yeah, more so, but yeah, it was it was such a great analogy. Yeah, it is a great analogy. And did you sort of, um, I guess when you sort of started feeling that vulnerability, um, how did you fix that, or like how did you start to fix it? 
conversations with people, conversations. Yeah. Having having those conversations is the, is, the, is the best way to start. Once you have those conversations, then then you know kind of know what to do. They help you think. Um, yeah. And, and take the next steps. Yeah, I think you. I always feel better sort of after I've talked to somebody. Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. even if it's just your friend, like because you know what it is, like especially for me, sometimes I can overthink quite a lot. So like when I'm just when yeah, when you're just in your head and you just your brain's going, it's just clocking, it's just thinking. It's like what about this? What about that? Mm, 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 this like and you you need to verbalize it so someone can be like, listen, it's okay to feel that, or listen, you know something's up you know what i mean like yeah yeah it's like i guess releasing sort of like a pressure off like a tap i don't know now i'm thinking of it no 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 because it's a great you know because when i did my mental first aid training that's how they taught that's what they taught us is that it's like a, it's like a tap and you need to open the tap and let the let, let the pressure come out and let it flow out and then you know, you feel that buff up again. Yeah. Of time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. How long, um, sort of like on your mental health training, what sort of do they teach you, like, to sort of help um, other people they, going through they, it? Yeah, so they teach you how to recognize the signs of um, if somebody's having a breakdown, uh, what to do. Um, then they break down, you know, the differences between uh, a lot of mental health disorders whether it be body dysmorphia schizophrenia um depression um what do these things look like how do we recognize them the misconceptions surrounding them the best way to to to, to kind of um support someone you may be navigating through one of these 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 um parts of of of, of their mind so it, it's a lot but it's so mm. necessary and it was something i i i'm glad i did yeah. yeah, yeah, it's something which, it's something which everyone should be taught, isn't it? It's something yeah, which yeah, sure. it, it should be, it should be in schools. To be honest with you, I mean, mm. the education system is a different one, but like that is something which I feel like is so necessary, even for kids to learn. Because you know, I feel like now for younger people, I mean, I feel like everyone sort of struggles through life, but like I couldn't have imagined growing up with a phone where I can compare myself to the rest of the world. Crazy. Like absolutely crazy. It's know, mad, isn't it? it? Like, it, like even there was a thing the other day about Facebook, um, and sort of they, uh, everyone saying like Facebook, um, like Instagram's poor for like uh, young girls' mental health and things like that. And Facebook had found they had done their own studies and everything else to sort of be like, yeah, face like what girls are sort of researching on Facebook can impact their negative health. And then they fed them oh, more yeah, yeah, yeah. and they fed them more of it. And it's sort of like, rah, that's, that's, that's the world we're living in currently, you know? Mm. Exactly. Exactly. It's scary. It's, it is really, really scary. Mm. Yeah. This is very scary though. Um, and so I think sort of one thing which touching on sort of, uh, the album and sort of the process of writing these songs. How did, uh, how did writing and creating sort of the album? How did it help you? So how did it process sort of your experiences? Oh, it helps me great, greatly. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, right, it was my therapy. Yeah, right. Writing was my therapy. It, it was therapeutic. It allowed me to process my thoughts. It allowed me to 
unpack my feelings. It 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 was so healthy and so needed. Yeah, because it, I was able to rationalize things and 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 unpack certain things. Um, yeah. What was what was sort of going on as you were sort of maybe thinking about okay, what am I gonna write for this? Like, how is this? No, gonna... so even when I, when I so at the time when I was right, like this is something I need to put into context. When I was <laughs> when I was writing this EP, no, I wasn't even writing the EP. So what happened was when everything was going on, I put down music, stopped doing music because music. Was yeah. So I was only writing to process my thoughts. Okay. My emotions. That's the only reason I was writing. Yeah. It's when I then, after about like a year or so, I then decided to pick up music again. And I, I'm sitting on a lot of these ideas and concepts and lyrics and thoughts and, you know, verses. And I'm like, okay, let's start putting some of this stuff together in, in, in a coherent way. Yeah. Like to formulate the project. But it wasn't a thing of, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going through what I'm going through and I'm going to turn it into an album. Okay. Yeah. No. It was was literally just me. Just right. What you're feeling. Yeah. That's that's literally. That was literally it. Yeah. And that's so. Yeah. That's so powerful. Just, just the act of sitting down and writing sort of what is in your head on paper. And it's a weird thing as well when you sort of do that because I feel like it literally feels like it's in your mind, it's out of your mind, and it's on paper. It's like it's not necessarily gone. Like it was never there, but it's out your head. You know what I mean? Of yeah. that in that moment, exactly. Which yeah, it, I think, and I think that's something which I don't know whether I don't know whether sort of people I don't I, everyone processes things differently. Um, but I think sort of finding how you are able to put your thoughts into onto paper or in a voice note or in drawings, like. It can help you so so much. Exactly, for sure. It helps in a big way. Very very. Big. Mm. Yeah. Like, how would you sort of? I don't know whether instruct someone is the word, but like, how would you sort of tell somebody? Just maybe, how would they start to sort of unpack what's going on? Like, so how would I advise them? Yeah. Conversations is always where I would start. I would always start with conversations because some people are not writers, and that's fine. You don't have to be a writer. You don't have to write yeah. a book or an album to process what you're feeling. Everybody can have a conversation, and I feel like if you can have a conversation, find people around you, and just 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 say what's on your mind, say what's on your heart, how are you feeling, then that's the best place to start. Yeah. Then have the opportunity to write stuff down in a diary form or in a uh, in a song form or whatever. That's great, but not everybody's that way inclined. Yeah. Everybody can have a conversation. So yeah, that's true. Find find somebody you know is going to listen to you, and that is going to hear. Everybody has. Yeah. Even if you don't think you do, like there's people that will surprise you. You know, there's people that will generally surprise you and be like, "There's, there's professional help. Yeah, there's so many things out there. I'm seeing so many adverts for better help everywhere. I don't know if that's just an American thing, but like every YouTube video I watch, there's this thing called better help, which is like online therapies, but mm-hmm. and counseling. So that's even one thing you can even go to. I mean, I don't know if you're in the US. I don't know if it works if you're in the UK, but maybe. Um, but there's so many things you can do. 
Um, and I guess one thing maybe as well, which will be good um, with this conversation is maybe I'll probably try and find some sort of sources that people can kind of yeah, so. reach out to. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, yeah, because I feel like that's something quite important. Like, I don't necessarily know a lot off the top of my head, but listen, Google's fantastic. <laughs> you, you can find, you, yeah, you can, there's everything online. Um, and so sort of with like the, the last song of the album, which I, 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 I see why it is the last song, um, which is, it's going to be all right. Uh, what was the significance of that being the last one? Because that's what I was telling myself. Yeah. Honestly speaking, I, I, I had, that's what I was saying to myself every day. Do you know what? It's going to be all right, you know? It's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. And mm. if you don't tell yourself that, if you don't affirm yourself in that way, then you're going to allow whatever's happening around you to overwhelm you so much so that you think that it's not going to be. But um, I remember someone shared with me and they said that um, every storm runs out of rain. I was like, yeah, that's true. Damn. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it, doesn't, what? it doesn't rain forever. Like, nowhere mm. has it, like, every, somewhere, even when in the countries where it rains 90%, it doesn't rain 100% of the time. Yeah. So when when I'm when I'm when I'm saying this to myself, it's gonna be alright. I'm like, yeah, actually, do you know what? It is gonna be okay. And I wanted to end the EP in a way where people are like, okay, cool. This is some emotional and heavy stuff and and whatnot. But it's actually gonna be alright. It's actually mm. going to be okay. And for for me, it was for me. That song is for me. I'm like, yeah. Else can connect to it. Awesome. Great. Cool. Amazing. But yeah, that song was definitely for me. And yeah, you know, you know, you sometimes you talk to an artist and oh, what's your favorite song on a project? And I, and they're like, oh, I don't know, I have so many. <laughs> nope, no, nah, not for, not for you. Oh, no, 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 it's gonna be alright. It's my favorite song on the EP, hands down. Oh, yeah. Oh, unapologetically. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I said it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it carries so much weight. It carries yeah. too much weight for me. Mm. And yeah. I, I guess that's it's just got it. It's just what it, it is. What it is at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and being able to tell yourself that it's going to be all right. Um, it's hard. It's hard, but like, it helps sort of like that sort of self talk, and you start to believe it. You know, when you start to say it even more, you end up starting to believe it. Facts. Facts. A hundred percent. And so, in terms of. In terms of life, in terms of just things, sort of, um, like in life, we're all juggling. We're all juggling a lot of things. Um, as, as sort of when you touch on uh, sort of different things that you're juggling in your life, um, how do you approach juggling different aspects of life? Like, how do you go about sort of being able to manage different things going on? Um, time management. So, yeah, managing time well, but then even before that, writing things down. Writing things down help a lot. <clears throat> if you just write down everything that you're doing in, in your life and everything you're working on and everything you want, it, and then you just see it in front of you, you're like, oh, number one, it's not as much as you think it is because yeah. you probably get to about like six or seven things. And then after that, it's like, oh, but it feels like there's more. Yeah, so Writing stuff down really helps. And then using that to kind of manage your time and then asking for help where you need help, ask for help. Um, delegation If you need to delegate Some stuff to people Then do that um, Don't take too much on 
Yeah. Sleep is so important, actually. Sleep is important sometimes. Yeah. You know, go to sleep. You right, cool. Let's go to sleep. Wake up. New day. Let's go again. Kind of yeah. Uh, um, and then disciplining yourself and just knowing when it's time to, uh, to stand and when it's time to sit down. And, you know, so, yeah, balancing between all of those helps you balance the rest of your life, I, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. And like you said, sleep. Honestly, I love to sleep. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we've got to be careful. This is the thing. Everything's in moderation. Too much. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's true. You don't want to get into the habit. One doesn't want to get into the habit, sorry, of, of being like, oh, I love sleep. And you just become lazy and you don't get anything done. Yeah, no, you don't. Um, but like sleep is so, like in terms of just as a, as an activity, it, like it's so important for your, so important for your mental health. Yeah, like it is, it is. you just feel like if you've had a good night's sleep, like your day starts off right. You know what I mean? Like you're starting off with a day where you've got enough sleep, you're not I like you're not irritable. Um and your body's had the time to rest and time to go, you know. Facts. For sure, for sure. I agree. Yeah. So yeah, and I think what you were saying is sort of writing things down um and being able to like even just like to-do list. I love to-do list to be honest with you. Like mm-hmm. they like I know some people it doesn't help, but for me, like being able to just see what I've got to do. And even if I don't sort of finish it, like at least I still know what one I've got to do tomorrow. But also I can see the progress that I've made, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which is yeah, which is honestly I think it's very blessed. Um and so being I guess of being part of the, being a part of the music industry, um, one thing which I sort of, which you also, which you always see, I feel like on social media, is like how it sort of, you see artists and that they say that the mental health is poor or like things have sort of happened. Um, like Demi Lovato, maybe one of them, or like even sometimes like Miley Cyrus or so many other artists. Um, how would you say being in the music industry sort of affects your mental health, or does it? Like uh, it, it can it can negatively affect your mental health sometimes because you got to remember you're creating something from a personal space, and you're giving it to the world, and for it to be successful, a number of people have to like you and what you do. Something that you've invested a lot of time, effort, energy headspace, emotions, money, whatever else into. And you're saying, look, I've spent everything of me, take this. And now you're now placing its success on the opinions of hundreds or thousands of people you may never, ever meet. And if it doesn't do what you want it to do, then all of a sudden you're like, am I a failure? Was Mm. it not good enough? Did I not try hard enough? Did I not say the right thing? Did I not do the right thing? Or you start questioning your ability. You start questioning your art form. You start questioning your gifting. And so it becomes emotionally draining. It becomes Mm -hmm. heavy. It becomes scary because you don't even feel comfortable sharing that part of you in that way again. And then you have to start conforming almost. Like, okay, do you know what? Let me not give you what I want to give you. Let me just give you what I know will work. Yeah. If everyone's making that type of music, I'm going to make that type of music because it's safe. 
Yeah. It's going to do the numbers you want to do. And, you know, you might have contractual obligations or, or whatever. So, yeah, I can understand how a lot of artists end up having, um, especially musicians and then anybody in the creative sphere. Yeah. Focusing on musicians. I can understand why they start wrestling with their mental health because of how draining it can be sharing that part of you and yeah desiring people to love it and like it how do you sort of i guess deal with that then how have you sort of approached that it's hard i'm not saying i'm I'm fully past it because you know you want people to like what you do yeah at the same time i'm very very comfortable in making the kind of art and music i want to make mm. because for me i'm like i don't do music for money yeah if 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 we make something from it, that's amazing. That's great. Yeah. But for me, it really is just an expression of my of my mind and my heart and my heart. Um, and then I'm not signed, so I have no um obligation to any record labels. So yeah. Like I get the opportunity and the freedom to do whatever I want. So for me, it's a little bit easier. Yeah. If my, if my situation changes, it might be different. Um, at the same time, that, that you know, again, like I said, you want people to like what you do, and you, I do question myself. Like, okay, you know, why don't more people like what I do, or why don't more people know about what I'm doing? Yeah, and these thoughts come into if you, I'd be lying if I said the, those thoughts didn't come into my mind because they do. Yeah, yeah. I, I think is how you, so you do next to those thoughts, isn't it? Like, you, yeah. you can never stop the thoughts coming into your head. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> If we could, hey, I think it would be some next level like alien creature or something with telepathy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I guess um I've loved sort of the whole conversation that we've had. Um, and I think a lot of people are gonna get some good value out of this. Um and so I guess one thing which sort of I've been asking some of all my guests, um is that say if there's a young black boy sort of like discovering who they are, or even that they're figuring out what is their what is positive mental health or um, kind of figuring out their identity? Um, how do you think sort of this conversation or something that you personally know yourself can you sort of help them with that? Wow. Um, again, it would just, Start with, with conversations. Go to individuals that you look up to or who are doing what you want to do or you aspire to be like or have been and achieved something. Have conversations with them. And it doesn't have to be anyone famous. It's not, oh, I'm saying go and try and get Jay-Z's number and, and have a conversation. <laughs> That's not Jay-Z's not the most stable person you've <laughs> Yeah, and so, it's Kanye actually. Know, it's it, Kanye, it was, but yeah. You know, it wasn't it wasn't the first person. That was just the first person came up. But that being said, start having those conversations. Um start being asking yourself honest questions as well. Like, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? Who do I want to be? Why do I want these things? The why is also very, very important. Know your why. Uh, know your why. Yeah. And then um, yeah, just kind of start from there. Start from there and and, and be intentional about the content you feed yourself with. How how you what you feed your mind is is gonna definitely determine your outlook on life, on your 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 and how you see yourself. So the content in terms of the podcasts, in terms of the music, 
in terms of the conversations you have what are you feeding yourself with are you reading if you're reading what are you reading these things definitely play a, a part into into who you are and, and what, what you want to do yeah awesome yeah i think there's a I think those are a lot. I think those are a lot of good nuggets for people to sort of take into their lives. Know your why, a hundred percent. I yeah, I stand by that one as well. Because if you don't know what you're doing and you don't know why you're doing it, then it's going to be hard to push you through them days where you don't necessarily want to. You know, very hard. Very hard. Um, so Tripolo, thank you for coming onto the podcast. Thank you so much for having uh, me. This was this is good. I I enjoyed this. I haven't I haven't um had the opportunity to unpack the EP in a while. So it's even made me want to be like, let me let me go back and listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was <laughs> I was listening to it sort of before the conversation. And there's also the song Awesome God. Um oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, took me, it took me back to being in church and when that song came on, I was like, oh, oh, like <laughs> how you mixed it and everything else as well. Yeah, yeah, that, it worked. It worked for me. I can't lie. <laughs> um, so yeah, bless, man. Thank you for coming on. And, uh, I hope you have a good night, man. Ah, uh, no worries, my bad. God bless you, bro. You too. Righty-o. Don't know why I said righty-o. <laughs> But thank you guys um, for listening to this episode. Um, that was the first November special that we've done. Um, and there's only going to be more to come, guys. So stay tuned. Um, I loved everything Triple R talked about. I loved all the analogies you used about mental health because I think it gives people a really easy visual way to understand their mental health and to understand maybe what's going on in their own bodies and their own minds. So I thought that was really awesome. Um, And thank you for just being vulnerable with me Um, and for being vulnerable with everybody as well, because releasing an EP, which talks about your vulnerabilities, which talks about your darkest days, which talks about needing hope, You know, not everyone can do that and not everyone can put that out and then come and talk about it, you know? So again, thank you. Um, I think it's really good to see other men being vulnerable on a big stage because if they can do it, then it just means that we can do it too. So thank you guys um, for listening. Thank you, Triple R, for coming onto the podcast. Um, And as we mentioned, Um, There are lots of mental health supports out there for people and for black men or for anyone even listening to this. And so I'm going to put some support in the show notes. Um, But I'm also going to put them on my website too, um, which is www.blackandraw.co.uk. So if you go into there, if you try and find the episode for this, um, it would be titled Triple O. Um, and you'll be able to find some other mental health support there too. Um, So thank you again for listening. Um, There's going to be many more conversations about mental health. Um, This is only the first November campaign. November comes along every single year. So every year we'll be doing a mental health campaign. So it's only going to get bigger. This is just the start. Um, And I want to be able to help and reach other people. Um, and if you want to find out what we are doing for the Movember campaign, um, there's an episode titled um, The Movember Challenge, um, Taking Black Men's Mental Health Seriously. 
So go and have a listen to that. If you want to join in our campaign, just DM me or send me an email. Um, my email is speak at blackandraw.co.uk or uh, DM me on Instagram and Twitter at blackandraw. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, share this podcast with people you know and um, share it with anyone you think needs to listen to this conversation and um, it also helps it grow as well so that's also really awesome too um, so guys um, that's all I've got for you today um, stay blessed and uh, we'll talk soon <laughs>